Hi, my name is Michael Reap. I'm here to talk with Jimmy about superhero movies. This is Ultimate Bracket Superhero Movie Edition. Welcome back, part three. We're going to jump right in and get started. I apologize for my tardiness. It took me a while to get this one up. Um, and we're going to finish up this whole thing. We have this part, part three, and then part four of it, and then we're done. And that is all in honor of Avengers Infinity War coming out this week. Hopefully you all have seen it. Uh, but yeah, this is it. We're wrapping it up. This one and one more, and then we're done. Let's get at it. Cue the music. The vote has just been finalized. X2 yeah. beats Captain America. By, like, a very small margin. The hair on my chinny-chin-chin. Very small margin. Yeah, one vote. And I, it, was, it was 5-5. Five, five. It was 5-5, five, five, and the 11th vote was X2. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I knew... So close. I know... Who was it? Ryan Avalos voted twice. Yeah, we had to, we had to redact one of your votes, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. I respect your passion, though. You voted on yours and on mine. Yeah, there's some very some very passionate votes. Yeah. Um, we also got a vote from Chariots of Fire from my father-in-law. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. He, he wrote that, that in. That was a good write-in write in candidate. Yeah, great write-in. Um, anyway, so X-Men 2 beats out Captain America the First Avenger. Yes. Um, okay, so next up, so now we've officially, everything, every single one is finished from the second round, sweet six, I'm sorry, for the first round, everything's finished, and now we're finalizing our final 16 teams, Doctor Strange has beaten Iron Man 3, and now we are on to Dark Knight versus Big Hero 6. This is a pretty easy one, I... It's very easy. I also yeah. rewatched Dark Knight recently because I knew I'd have to be talking about uh-huh. it. I meant to do that, but I never got. I didn't. So right, I watched it. it for the both of us. Yeah, and I've seen it so many times. I, yeah, I know that movie pretty well. I know that movie too well, and I still <laughs> watched it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got the problem. Blu- I got the Blu-rays not that long ago, but I haven't. I haven't christened them yet. Um, but it's Dark Knight. Yeah, it's of Dark Knight. Do we want to say anything kind about Big Hero Six before well, it leaves the yeah, we... competition? Uh, it's it's very well animated. It's, Very fun. it's got some fun characters. Betamax yes. is is great. Yes. Voiced by the dude from Thirty Rock, the the bald guy, who's in the oh, writers' yeah, yeah, room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know I that. can't remember the guy's name, but he does the voice of Betamax, yeah. and that's pretty cool. Um, Why am I forgetting his name? I don't know. It's something very generically American. <laughs> is, <laughs> that's that's all I can remember. That's fantastic. But he's a very funny guy, uh, and. Yeah, some great voice cast in that movie. An animated Stan Lee cameo, which is cool. This is really mean. I'm typing in bold, bald dude from 30 Rock, and I know it's going to come up first. Well, there's Scott also like, Adsit. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Ad, That sounds like a very American name. Generically American. That's fantastic. Uh, that was the first thing. <laughs> Google knows. I didn't even have to put on feeling lucky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Big, Ser- Big Hero 6 is cool. It kind of ends very abruptly, uh, from what I remember. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, I've seen it once. Um, it just doesn't hold a candle to The Incredibles, which is the right. automatic comparison yeah. as far yeah. as animated superhero movies go. Totally. 
Um, but, all right, let's pour some out for Big Hero 6 mm-hmm. off the list. Speaking of The Incredibles, The Incredibles versus The Incredible Hulk. Oh, we didn't even plan that. Didn't plan that at all. Uh, but it works out great. Yeah, this is a four seed for The Incredibles versus a 12 seed in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, this is this is very easy. Uh I, I already think I gave my piece about the Incredible Hulk a little bit. I just, I continue to have to fight for it in the MCU because mm. whenever these MCU ranking movie things come out, it's at the bottom. And right. I think a lot of the reason it's at the bottom is just because Edward Norton got recast. So yeah. I, I... Well, it's it's because of the recasting and I'd say that the... Excuse me. Because Mark Ruffalo's Hulk was not only... Not only was Mark Ruffalo's portrayal better of Bruce Banner, but the animation for the Hulk was so much better. Yeah. That now, by comparison, Incredible Hulk looks very, just not as good, not as cool and interesting as the Mark Ruffalo Hulk. I think. It's yes, the Mark Ruffalo Hulk. The Mark Ruffalo Hulk though was kind of given a layup. It, it was an easy layup. Yeah. He had to come in in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He had to. He had two scenes where he had to kind of be funny and set up it, and then he gets. The best, like the final scene with the Hulk and the Hulk Thor fight. It's mm. just, it's it's a layup. If if they yeah. uh, of of his portrayal versus Edward Norton's versus right, right, you know right, right, right. he's never had to have a whole movie around him, which is why mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok is kind of a big moment too. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically the closest thing we've gotten to a solo film for yeah. Him. And, and apparently I heard that that this is going to be the beginning of like a mini trilogy for the Hulk. Because it's not going to involve solo movies, but it's gonna, he's going to have like a three movie arc. That sounds that about spans right. Spans a couple, like three movies. Um. Well, Kevin uh, Feige. Feige is that how we pronounce mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I was Feige. Pronouncing it like it rhymed with beige. Kevin, yeah, Kevin that's what I originally thought. Feige. But in in all the interviews, it, they call him. Feige. He has said many times that. The, him and Joss Whedon have both said many times that there's a, like a back order of Hulk work they need mm-hmm. to do that 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 they feel yeah they they really have a lot to mine there. Whereas, it makes sense because the Hulk's got a pretty dense mythology throughout. Yeah, whereas comics. like uh, you know whereas Chris Evans, Captain America, and Robert Downey Jr. You really feel like you've mined everything you need to mine yeah. from those guys, and yeah, and, yeah. and that's why their deals are coming to an end mm-hmm. soon, and they're they're almost done. Yeah, you can feel that. Yeah, so you can, but especially because they're bringing in the new guard with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and Black Panther and yeah. uh, Captain Marvel is going to come out soon. I will say, I I I'm a I really do think the Incredible Hulk effects actually hold up pretty well. Yeah, no, I, I think they hold up. It's the re the, the reason I brought up the effects was that it just doesn't mesh anymore with the MCU no. because it, it's a it's a continuity error. Yeah, and it's not it's 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 In not the they, same tone. They it, look so different. Yeah, the tone is so different. Yeah. It's it it's kind of the black sheep of the MCU. And that's not its fault. It's just I also want to say that Tim Roth Abomination is is one of the better the f- more fun villains that oh, I've yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, I hated a lot of those villains. Yeah, what's great what's great is that because he's not like a schemer. He's just kind of like, I want power. I want to beat up the Hulk. Like it's very simple. Yeah, but it, it's also just like, but is so like, it, it's the counterpoint to the Hulk in the fact that what, he accidentally came into this this uh, disease almost that mm-hmm. turns him into this thing versus the guy who wants the disease right. to be injected into yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And it's it just it just makes a ton of sense as a point counterpoint. Mm-hmm. But it's also not just like one of these aimless like white 
power hungry dudes that we've got to deal right, with over right. and over again or yeah, yeah. Uh, it it just i mean he is power hungry as many villains are but he mm-hmm. it the way he like wants to challenge he wants to fight i don't know right it's, well he's it's also cool. he's also kind of the secondary villain to general ross absolutely so, who is still alive and well in the yeah MCU. he's still which i kind of want them to to bring in more of those kind of like maybe not bring back Liv Tyler because that might be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. If they're gonna bring back Betty Ross, they might want to recast her too. Uh huh. But uh, there was the guy, man, I can't remember his name, but he was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Holes. Yeah, yeah the guy, the guy who's he, killed by Tim Roth yeah. at the end. Yeah. Well, he wasn't killed. The thing is, the, this is a side note from the comics. He's a Hulk villain called the mastermind oh his hand and his so brain when his brain getting... starts like growing from the gamma that makes sense because he is wacky right yeah and they could totally if they I brought him his back his name is mr blue via their online oh, chat that's true he's mr blue mr blue and mr green uh but they could bring him back which could be interesting but i don't know but if they will regardless the four seed the incredibles moves on beats the incredible hulk definitely well. so next up Wonder Woman as a three seed versus X Men First Class, the eleven seed. This is a tough one this for is a, me. This is I'm a really not going to lie one. to you when I say it's a really tough. No, one. I've been because I've been looking at the pictures I took of the bracket and trying like in my head like okay I want this I think this person should win I think this movie should win whatever, but this one I can't I haven't been able to think of a winner because it's to me it seems like they both have an equal amount. Of really great things about them, yes, and negative things about them, and like they're so evenly, because like the neither of them are perfect movies. Neither of them are perfect movies, and both of them have pretty big flaws, but both of them also have huge, awesome parts and good yes. things about them. X Men First Class was a better experience for me the first time I saw it because X Men First Class had wasn't hyped up to me in any way Mm -hmm. it was it's a very pure memory in my head of how much i enjoyed it how much i loved it Uh and i love it set up the second one it set up x-men days of future past the second one in that trilogy which is a a, an unbelievably fantastic superhero movie yeah so because of that i have to give that kind of the influence of it and it also it it just what it just a star power of great actors doing a big budget movie like that yeah such a good cast matthew vaughn it's it's just it's excellent now that being said it's clunky at times Mm -hmm. i can look at wonder woman and i can say the first 90 minutes of that movie are are so spectacular Mm -hmm. and so clean they're way more clean even than x-men first class which is kind of clunkier but i think i love mcavoy's mcavoy's xavier so much i love Michael Fassbender's Magneto, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. While I don't really know what was going on in this past one with Mystique, really, yeah. she is a great Mystique. It was an interesting take on it, and what better, what better thing to kind of do an origin origin on than X Men? Like, I just at the concept of it yeah. made a ton of sense, and it came out at like kind of the perfect time too. Yeah, because it was after X Men Three and. X-Men Origins Wolverine had come out. Yeah, two clunkers. Both, yeah, both were clunkers, and it was their way of being like, okay, we're... It was kind of one of the first soft reboots. 
Yeah. It kind of like, it almost started that trend of the soft reboot. It's also interesting because if we're talking influence, X-Men First Class has influence because of the three movies that it set up after it and mm -hmm. also now this new level of, you know, we're continuing if X-Men First Class bombs, who knows what happens with the X-Men? It might be mm -hmm. in a similar place that Fantastic Four is right now where it's kind of yeah. untouchable. Yeah. But it has this great movie. It lays this foundation. And now you get the new mutants. You get all these spin-offs mm -hmm. going on and three TV shows. But with Wonder Woman, the influence has now laid the groundwork for all of these women superhero movies yeah. that are now possible. Right. Which weren't before. So I think influence-wise, I, I think they're pretty even based on what's to come. I think I have to give it to X-Men First Class simply because it still is such a good watch. It's still mm -hmm. really rewatchable, and we're still so close to Wonder Woman. Right. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think I may have to agree with you. I did I did recently rewatch Wonder Woman because mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I had seen it more than once before I gave Final Judgment. Right. But I think you're right. I think Wonder Woman is... The thing that keeps it afloat is the cast and like their chemistry with each other. Like, For sure. Fantastic. Gal Gadot and Chris, uh, Pine. Chris Pine together are great. Andrew Garfield and the Emma Stone level of perfect. Oh, movie. totally. Yeah. Um, and even the supporting cast, like Robin Wright and uh, I can't think of the woman who plays Hippolyta. And then, like David Thewlis uh, as, as Ares. Oh, oh Professor weird. Lupin. Yeah. Uh, but the third act of Wonder Woman just becomes so sloppy. Once yeah. they reveal Ares, it just it devolves into lightning in the sky and fire and brimstone. Everything's blowing up and people are yelling at each other. And it just it, it, it devolves into boringness, which is a shame because everything before it was Connie so, Nielsen. That's what it was. Connie Nielsen. Yeah. But it, I'm not as harsh on that third act as everyone else. I like I, I like a lot of it. I like mm -hmm. I, I don't I well, the final fight scene is like whatever, I guess the fight scene itself, but what goes down with Chris Pine, how they wrap it up. Uh, I don't know. It's, well, it's not terrible. The other to thing me. though that bugs me about the Chris Pine stuff yeah. is that it it was too close to the ending of Captain America the First Avenger. Like just blatantly. Because mm. when you really think about it, it's a guy named Steve flying a plane in a suicide mission to defend. I have not thought that about that, but that is so true. Right? Yeah. That is I, carbon copy. Yeah. It's just the other side of it. Yeah, my wife and I were talking about that the first time we saw it. Very, very similar. Yeah, it, during a world war, like, it's 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 a little blip. It's And, like, the other thing, in that sense. The same world war. No, not the same one. Cause oh, because this is World War One. This was World War One. You're right. I'm yeah, so. Yeah. So that I'm was like so that was sorry. like the one difference they made. That you did. You went way out of your way, DCEU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the one. That's the other thing about. I'll say about Wonder Woman. Because yeah, I will agree that X Men First Class wins. But one last thing on Wonder Woman for me is it could come back. We have one that's going to be resurrected. That's in, true. In the next round. But with Wonder Woman, this was their. Ch this was DC's chance to really change things up. And not only change things up from what Marvel's been doing, which is yeah. their original trajectory, but also change up the bad parts about the DCEU so far. And they they did it for the most part, except for in the final act, by having too many parallels with Captain America, mm -hmm. by, by being like, oh, it's a world war, and Steve the pilot 
dies in a plane pilot, crash. What we all call Captain America. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but very that, true. yeah, that was a bad way to phrase it. But, but I love it. Uh, and they could have given us a more interesting, toned down finale that was different from Suicide Squad or Dawn of Justice or Man of Steel, which have all ended with giant neon explosions. Um, during I didn't a fight. see. To, I didn't see a gyrating body anywhere. <laughs> And so that's a huge change. I didn't see an electrocuted, <laughs> gyrating CGI Cara D, like just shaking it. That's that true. Is, that would have made Wonder Woman better. That is one of the b- biggest crimes in the American oh, in the modern cinema. Well, Suicide Squad in general is a crime against cinema. But I yeah, still, I think I still like kind of love the first thirty minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I we we could have a whole separate podcast picking out with tweezers the cool the good parts from the bad of that's Suicide the, Squad. That's the motto for this podcast. We could have a whole separate podcast with blank. We we, we continue yeah. to say that. Yeah. We, could be like, we could have a whole podcast. Let's just do a series of podcasts In where we of do Batman v Superman. Each movie. All right, X Men First Class wins it. The yep. eleven seed beating the three seed. Wow, what a March Madness! Not, we we should say though, Wonder Woman's really good. Wonder Woman's fantastic, and it could come back. We and have- Gal Gadot, or Gadot, because I heard, I'm still so confused how to pronounce Gadot. her name. Gadot, because I've heard her pronounce it with the T at the end. Gadot. She's pronounced the T when she says it, but yeah. when other people say it, they never put the T in. All I know is that nobody else outside the Midwest uses the the vowel a like we do, so it's definitely mm-hmm. not gado. That's what I know. Right. As a Midwesterner, yeah. I can always assume that the a is not in it. Right. It's never gonna be gado. <laughs> gado. Gal gado. It's never gonna be that. Gal gado. Okay, X Men: The Last Stand, seven seed versus Spider Man Two, two seed. I don't want to talk about X-Men The Last Stand. so we easy. To, yeah, let's just put Spider-Man Spider-Man 2. 2 is one of the best. We'll, we'll be talking Doc Ock later, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is one of the best superhero movies. X-Men Last Stand is one of the most disappointing superhero movies. Yeah, and uh, officially has just been rewritten in the timeline. It no longer yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at the one top of the... One of the best things Days of Future Past did, too. Well, at the top of the other one... Uh, Wow, we have a we have a fight about to break yeah out th- things between, are gonna start getting hard between Batman and X Men. So eighty nine Batman and two thousand X Men. Number one seed Batman, number nine seed X Men. <sighs> this is a tough one. Which way are you leaning? My knee jerk reaction is Batman. Okay, because give me, give me the give me the the pitch because my knee jerk reaction is Batman because I recently rewatched both of them. Oh, good. And I think that, as, like, with not even thinking about the sequels that spawned them, just yeah. as the movies as they are, yeah. they're both very dated. Okay. But I think the datedness of Batman almost benefits it, whereas the datedness of X Men hurts it. Hurts it. And the story in the first X Men movie is is pretty weak. There's a there's a lot of exposition in the first X Men movie. A lot of just like these are what mutant these are the mutants these are the bad guys these are the good guys these are the things that's happening. Now a fight scene's gonna happen, mm. and then it just kind of ends. Batman. When I watch it, I go. I think I, I, I totally know what you mean. And when I watch Batman, I go, oh, this is like so of this time. Yeah. Look at Tim Burton's fingerprints all mm-hmm. over it in a very fun, 
just crazy weird but good way. Mm -hmm. Gotham is so designed and awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And with X-Men, I'm like, oh man, this was the start of CGI superhero movies, so Mm -hmm. the CGI looks like trash. It's real bad. And each movie, I, I feel, is very, very good. I find... I think I find Batman... Again, I like X2 more than X-Men. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I find Batman more entertaining than X-Men. Mm-hmm. But I also... I have to credit X-Men with giving us probably top three best modern superheroes in huge Jackman's world. And, and it did... It really sparked the current wave of... of well, that's what I was about to say. Depending on who you listen to, the current wave people say starts with X Men, and mm-hmm. some people say the current wave starts with Batman. Yeah, but it depends on if you because because that started the nineties. Yeah, yeah. X Men is definitely the first like twenty first century. I think it was two thousand one. Right. Uh, of the like CGI superhero movies. Yeah. Came well, the, yeah. The first X Men came out in two thousand, and mm-hmm. then the first Spider Man came out two years later in right. two thousand two. Right. Which it was supposed to come out earlier, but the because of 9-11, yeah. Yeah, they had to push it back. Yeah, crazy. Because there were scenes involving the the towers. Which, uh, have those ever been released? Has anyone ever gotten well, any of them? Well, there's a trailer. There's a teaser trailer that exists. Where it's these, people, these guys rob a bank and they escape in a helicopter. And then we like we, see, we hear like flashes of web sounds, right. and then like freaking out, and then it zooms out. And there's a web between the two towers with the with the helicopter stuck in it. Yeah. And then it says Spider-Man. It's a really cool trailer. I mean, because it, it, those two towers were literally made for Spider-Man. Oh, totally. <laughs> he would have had. Like, he would have a shot in each movie where he's absolutely. using them for something. If he's like tightrope walking across it or yeah, something. Yeah, like, it's too. It's yeah. too. It's um. Yeah. Obviously. Right. So that trailer you can find on YouTube. But as far as the the footage for the actual movie, I don't think that's been released. Or they used it and just digitally took out the towers. Right. Which they could have done that. I think they probably did. Um, the ironic anyway. thing is, at the time, they probably were like, "Oh man, this is killing our budget." This, like, I'm really nervous, really mm-hmm. nervous. Who knew? It, who knew it would be one of the greatest successes? Of, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Batman versus X Men. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Batman. I, I, I yeah, I, I think, think so too. It's it's tough, but I think we both are leaning that way. So and. X Men X Men was great for for how it set up the sequels. Yeah. Because X Men Two is amazing, but the first one is very muggy and it's just it just hasn't aged well. It's also not I, I'm I'm a sucker for the rewatchability of it and and the like which I wanna look at this bracket and I wanna say when I look at those two movies like, hey, which one do you want to pop in right now and watch? Right. I would prefer to pop in Batman. Definitely. I agree. Uh so in that way. Now And it's on Hulu. X-Men could be back. Oh, Batman is? Mm Mm-hmm. And Batman Returns. Both of them are on Hulu right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. X-Men could come back, though. Uh, Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Spider-Man Homecoming. 
four seed versus a five this seed. This is a tough one for me. It's not tough for me. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Okay. But if you want to try to convince no, me, uh, no, don't, I want to hear your opinions first. Because I'm just so stuck because I love both of them so much. I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I thought it was really great. Um, it it didn't have... if I'm just going to skip all the great things about both of them. Okay. One of the amazing things about Guardians of the Galaxy that it kind of... So, first of all, if, if the Avengers and Iron Man and early MCU films cracked the door open on how fun and mainly funny mm-hmm. superhero movies could be guardians of the galaxy blew the door off the hinges right and they said how many jokes how many gags like let's nerd this thing out we're mm-hmm. gonna make it it's gonna be so funny and and so in the first hour of the film mm-hmm. you you almost by the time the first hour of the film and i would say if if i'm gonna put a top five movies that I've seen the most on this bracket. Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Um, those are probably top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as amount of times I've seen them. And maybe Watchmen. I've seen Watchmen probably a criminal amount of times at this point. Oh, yeah. Because I assess it a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, and Spider-Man 3. I rewatched the emo scene from Spider-Man 3 a lot. <laughs> In my alone time. Anyway, I'm off track. But Guardians of the Galaxy, you feel like you're almost ahead of it, where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, now I get it. This is great. It's very funny. They've, they're out of the prison. You know, now they're they're done with the scene on um, the skull. Nowhere. Nowhere. They're, they're done with that part, and you're almost like ahead of it. And what comes home in the last act of that movie... There's just a lot of care that you have for these yeah, characters. Yeah. And there's a heart to it at the end. No, Groot. You can't. You'll die. Why are you doing this? Why? That's not there in Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming for me is like, I love him as a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. He's still not the best Spider-Man for me. He's the really? second best Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is still Toby number Maguire? one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. For me. Mm-hmm. And very fun, hilarious. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly hilarious. And what does come home in the final act of that is uh, a, a twist. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't remember many of these MCU movies having twists where I was like, Mm -hmm. besides Ben Kingsley and Iron Man 3, and that was a twist. And also Michael Keaton as a, as a villainous character Mm -hmm. makes a ton of sense. He's one of the better villains, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think, I think he's one of the best. Yeah. In movies. So, so that comes through, but I don't feel like a heart. I don't like the Zendaya stuff at all. I think it's so forced. I don't like Mm. her at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen her Disney Channel stuff. I'm not going to rush to see it. <laughs> uh, also, like, throwing her in as MJ is just, like, a little bit... It, it that, also... was, that was annoying to me because they kept they kept at, they kept kept doing in the interviews, like, oh, she's not she's not MJ. She's not Mary Jane. And then they do the, oh, call me MJ. It's like, and she's come like, on, oh, boo. don't boo. Yeah, boo, boo, boo. It reminds me of the Star Trek Into Darkness when they were like, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't Khan. He's not. He's not Khan. He's a new they character. Literally, he's Khan. And then they just do a bad redo of Wrath of Khan. 
but that's yeah. another story. Because well, I love it. <laughs> well, not, have you ever seen Wrath of Khan, though? I have seen Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan is so good. Um, all right. Anyway, but anyway. We could do another podcast if, on if, the Star if, Trek Okay, movies. so this is, this, is my, this is why I would pick Guardians of the Galaxy. So okay. even if I were to say, and I will concede to you that the first mm-hmm. hour and a half, they're even, let's say. Mm-hmm. I was going to turn on right now, and we're going to start one of those movies in the third act. Mm-hmm. We'll start at the end of like the nowhere battle, like, Yandu, come pick me up, I'm outside of here, yeah. through the end. And for Spider-Man Homecoming, we're gonna start from after the trip D- to DC onwards. Okay. Which one would you rather watch? Well, I watched Spider-Man like last night, so I, well, I don't know, well, see, cause- Take that away, take that away. Like, which one are you like, I, I will wanna watch the last 30 minutes of that movie. Cause that's not even a question for me. I don't care about the last 30 minutes of Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, the plane sequence is fine. Oh, it's not the I best the action sequence. sequence in it. I love the visuals, though, of the of the camouflage plane. Yeah, I mean, it's... And Vulture, like, slashing up the plane with his wings. Like, he just... He looks so animalistic. And, like, on the beach when he's, like, trying... I don't know. Uh, you can disagree with me. You no, can, I, I'm, not, I, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not the speaker of truth. <laughs> I just I'm am not, telling you my. Thought. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm. I'm vocalizing my inner struggle. Okay. Because I love both of these movies so much. Do we need to phone? Do we need to phone? A, do we need to phone? A I think for to- this one, I might want to do fifty-fifty. Though, oh! Oh! Though, the well, we gotta. If we're gonna do it, we gotta use my two-face coin. Remember? Oh, we do need to use the two-face coin. Thank um, you. Man, see, I don't. I think the only thing holding wow. back. Wow, I did not realize you would be this high on Spider Man. This is tremendous. Well, the reason I'm so high on it is because I think Tom Holland is the best of the three Spider Mans we've had. Well, that's it. Okay. I think he's the best Spider Man we've had. I think the suit is the best it's ever looked. I think the way I. It does. I will say that Spider Man Two is a better, like, standalone Spider-Man story, because it's just about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and whereas Homecoming takes place, because it takes place within the bigger MCU, yeah. but that's a product of, this is the third reboot we've had of Spider-Man, so you've got you've to brush over the and Uncle Ben stuff. as far as MCU involvement goes, they tone it down a ton. They do, totally. And even they avoid the big trap at the end of making him an Avenger. Yeah, I loved the fact that he turned down the fancy suit at the end. Yeah, fantastic. I loved that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and like people complained that like, oh, Tony or Iron Man shouldn't be on the poster, and it's like, well, it's actually it makes a lot of sense having like instead of instead of having Peter build the suit himself, even though I love his homemade suit, the the the, the fact that he has two suits and one is his dinky homemade one. Yeah. And one is the tech-savvy Tony Stark one. It's so great. And I think I think Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes is... He's one of the most sympathetic villains yeah. that we've had. And the fact with the, with the twist, it's just... you Fake get Tom Hardy's in it? Yeah. From, from uh, Prometheus? Logan Marshall Hardy? <laughs> Logan Marshall Green? <laughs> Logan Marshall Hardy? <laughs> They're just brothers now. That's fantastic. We'll just We'll just make them brothers. He is so... He looks so much like him. Pro, yeah. Half of Prometheus's trailer, I was like, that's Tom Hardy, yeah. right? Half of the movie Prometheus, yeah. I was like, wait, is, is Tom, Tom Hardy in there? I had to like check IMDb at the end. Logan but, Marshall Green, this guy is <laughs> Yeah, and a great cat. I love the cast in the movie. Uh... Uh, Donald Glover and Hannibal Burris. And yeah, exactly. Mar- Donald Stone. Glover is going to come into play later too. Mm-hmm. And the one, the biggest strike against Guardians of the Galaxy, as much as I love that movie, 
is Ronan is kind of a weak villain. As far as, like, motivation and complexity goes. I'm gonna defend this, though. Ronan is the perfect villain for what, for what, for they, what yeah. they need. No, he's a, yeah, you're, you're right. He's a perfect foil for them. It doesn't work. It's like, if, if the villain is like, let's say, a kind of like a Jeff Goldblum fun thing of like what they're mm-hmm. doing with Thor Ragnarok. Now, Jeff Goldblum's not the villain of Thor Ragnarok, right. obviously, but Cate mm-hmm. Blanchett is. But it, you can't like throw... Uh, if I yeah. throw you a bunch of crazy vibrant colors, you have to mm-hmm. put a black backdrop on it. You yeah. have to put something that's just kind of. It, it, you know. I agree. Now, how you do that? Like, I'm glad it's not like this like planet that's coming to kill everyone, like in Green Lantern. That's mm-hmm. just like this like ah, I'm a planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but just this guy who's like down to commit genocide. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not a big strike because clearly the movie is more about them coming together as a team than it is about the villain. Mm-hmm. And unlike with the Avengers, where we got to know Loki in the first Thor movie, mm-hmm. we didn't have any previous dealings with Ronan. Right. So it's a small nitpick. Um, That's a fair one. But... Wow. Yeah, I don't... I don't okay, we're gonna I do think this. I'm gonna, gonna go ahead, 50, I'm gonna go ahead and Guardians do 50, of the 50. Wow, this is stressful. I'm gonna I do really 50. don't want Guardians of the okay. Galaxy to come off right now, but here so, we go. Call it in the air. It's your 50-50. <sighs> I used the Ask the Audience for X2 and Captain America, I believe. Right. So this is your this is your first lifeline. I could be in here. I'm, I'm pretty I sure. Th- I'm yeah, I think you're right. I think this is my first lifeline. I'm going to call it in the air. Um, let's say life is Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's this side. Okay. And death is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, it's got, there's a life and a death side to the coin, obviously. It's the two if you've seen point. The Dark Knight, you, you know, know what the it. sides look like. Life. So Guardians of the Galaxy wins. Yes, and I'm yes. T- I'm totally that I'm totally fine oh, with that because I love. Fantastic. That's why it was so difficult for me. I remember when we left the theater after seeing Spider-Man: Homecoming. I I listed it, I listed it and Guardians of the Galaxy in my like top three MCU movies. Wow. Along with, it was either Avengers or Winter Soldier. I can't remember which. But, well, uh, you will have a chance to fight for Spider-Man: Homecoming's revival. In this bracket. Next up, Hellboy 2 at the 11 seed versus Kick-Ass, a 14 seed. Two upsets in the first yeah. round. Uh, this one's easy for me. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> we already fought Hellboy 2 versus Lego Spider-Man. I recently uh-huh. rewatched both Hellboy 1 and 2. I need to. I really want to rewatch them. Especially because it's Halloween, and they're very good Hollywood, Halloween movies. They're very, very good. Is it stupid to say that Kick-Ass now feels a little bit juvenile? No, it's not. It's still fantastic. It is juvenile. It is a juvenile movie, but that's part of what makes Makes, it good. Yeah. Because it is about this teenage kid that wants to be a badass superhero. Chloe Grace Moretz and Nicolas Cage deliver Oscar-worthy performances in that movie. I think everyone in that movie. Mark Strong as the the mob boss. uh, Christopher Mintz Plasse, or however you pronounce it. McLovin. McLovin. We don't have to call him by his name. Yeah, we can yeah. just call him McLovin. We'll just call him McLovin. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I will say... Because it's one, a juvenile movie meant for juvenile minds. Are you leaning away on this? With Hellboy oh, oh, 2 and Kick-Ass, are you leaning one way or the other? Not really. I'm, I'm kind of torn between these okay, two. Okay, because I was going to say at the count of three, we can each say which way we're leaning. And then we can let that... Uh, okay, yeah. We can do that. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Kick-Ass. Kick I, I guess Kim we have wins. to do it. <laughs> we did talk about both of these movies. Yeah, and we did praise Hellboy 2 quite a bit, because it's a great movie. It's Fantastic movie. Yeah. Kyle Wilson, The Grinch, 
He will yeah, be angry. That he's we, gonna be real bummed. He's gonna be real angry because he hates. He's not made the made it this far into the podcast though. He hates probably. Superior yeah, movies. I don't think he'll listen to this at but all. But he's gonna be like, when did Cowboy Two get knocked out? And we're gonna say before the Sweet Sixteen. We can say whatever we want about yeah, him. And he'll tell never him, know. Yeah, don't tell him. Just tell him to listen to the podcast or tell him Cowboy Two won. Yeah. Uh, next up, a seven seed X Men Days of Future Past versus a number two seed Dark Knight Rises. This is another tough one, I think. Okay. Um, I'm going to look... Oh my gosh. We have some really tough ones. Real to tough ones. Okay. Really tough ones. I'm I'm probably going to be in the minority on this one. Okay. I think Dark Knight Rises is what I got to take in this one. Over Days of Future Past? Yes. Okay. It's very tough. I've Again, I rewatched Dark Knight Rises in the last week. Mm-hmm. I think Dark Knight Rises is one of the most criminally underrated superhero Me movies. Too. I it is what superhero movie first of all, as far as a third in a trilogy following two perfect movies, mm-hmm. it is very I mean perfect is but, yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, relatively perfect. What third superhero movie has ever been successful? Have you ever been like like successful and and made people happy. Like Spider Man Three bit the dust. Mm-hmm. X Men Last Stand, woof. X Men Apocalypse, woof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Robin. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm sorry, not Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. Yeah. Is 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 very disagreed on. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises. If you want to compare it to all the other third. Well, we got you. Got to include though. Uh, Captain America: Civil War was critically and sure. financially okay. super successful. Yes. That's a third, technically. Okay, And I, pre- I predict Ragnarok will be... For sure. After And Iron Man 3, I will it, say, was, it was divisive. Okay, but Captain America Civil War is a great example. Mm-hmm. I will also say Captain America Civil War incorporated eight other superheroes and Spider-Man yeah. main appearance. So it wasn't like Captain America was on his own. Like in this Right, movie. it's hard. And, the and the MCU Ragnarok, movies get... Dicey. Thor Ragnarok, while it is the third in this trilogy, is almost a reboot in that the second one is pretty pretty universally hated. Yeah. The Dark World is not liked by people, mm. mostly. I'm sorry. Not, I, I like it well enough. It's it, just, yeah. it's on the very low end of the spectrum. I shouldn't say hated. It's just like, on those rankings of MCU ones, it's definitely in the It's bottom. all, it, it and Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 are always at the bottom. Those three are the ones that are I'm probably a really, st- I still like Iron Man 2. Yeah, I mean, but I I would argue I'd like it more than Thor: Dark World. I mean, the, that's the thing with the MCU movies is you can rank them from wor- from best to worst, but even the ones at the very bottom are above most other superhero it's movies. Very true. So couldn't, like, they couldn't lick the boots of any Fantastic exactly. Four movie. Or, or <laughs> Fantastic Woman something like the other or, way around. Fantastic Four could never lick the boots of those. Yeah, yeah. And we don't speak of Catwoman. No. But we do speak of the catnip scene where she rubs it all over her Or face. the Or the basketball scene that has a hundred cuts. <laughs> 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 it's just quick cuts. It's like a music what video. Who? Me and her? Yeah, come on! You wanna do this? Fantastic, um, but uh, so yeah. What, what were we on? Days of Past versus Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
it, because of that, and because of the fact that I think it it doesn't try to set up anything else, it truly mm-hmm. is a final chapter. Right, that closes yeah. the book, and I really, I actually really love Tom Hardy's Bane. Mm-hmm. I Me think too. it's so uh, simple. The the like the kind of the terrorism side of it, where it's just like we're like taking this whole city hostage with a nuke, is is a little bit lame, but. Him getting out of the prison, kind of going back to his roots, mm-hmm. kind of questioning his. A lot of it has to do with his privilege of just like you, you're mm-hmm. you're just rich, like right. you're just yeah. rich. You haven't earned anything. You haven't struggled through anything, and kind of testing who bat like what Batman's character is mm-hmm. of like how much does he actually care about right this his city and and pe- the people there and things like that and you know you take away all the other stuff and he really strips him down and then. I the end of that movie is extremely satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. The last twenty minutes are very satisfying. yeah the the yeah I agree, I agree that it's super underrated. I think the biggest struggle is so many people wanted it to be. They wanted it to be the Dark Knight again. Oh yeah, and so it's impossible. But task. the the thing that made the Dark Knight so so special was mainly Heath Ledger, and if you can't have Heath Ledger back, it's like. You gotta just let it be its own thing and absolutely move on to the next villain. And Tom Hardy's villain, while so different from Heath Ledger for a good reason, I think is just as compelling in his own way. And the sewer like, fight, the sewer fight, oh, is the better, sewer fight is better than any fight that happens in any of the other ones. Oh, it's like, one sure, straight fight. It's so good. And the fact that there's no music, it's just the sound effects and the dialogue. Have I told you the the drive-in movie theater? story about Dark Knight Rises? No. So I, one night, while Dark Knight Rises was in theater, I, theaters, I'd seen Dark Knight Rises in theaters three times mm-hmm. at this point, and uh, I was driving by, there's a drive-in movie theater right by my house where I grew mm-hmm. up, which is, I saw Dark Knight there, I didn't see it the first time there, but I saw mm-hmm. it like the third time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you can tune into a radio station to listen mm-hmm. to what's playing at the drive-in when you drive past. Okay. And this one summer, Dark Knight Rises was playing for like almost a month at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the second movie, because when you go to the drive-in, you see a double picture. You okay, see yeah. a movie, then there's like a 20-minute break in between, you go get food, it's awesome, mm-hmm. at the concession stand, and then yeah, you watch yeah, yeah. the second movie. That's awesome. Um, and uh, this for like a month straight, I'd be driving home around the time that that movie mm-hmm. was playing, and for about a week, I'd pull over and would turn on the radio and almost it lined up exactly with the audio of when he comes in and she like shuts the nice. gate behind him and he's like you made a mistake just a little further I had to find a way to stop them trying to kill me you made a serious mistake and then it goes into that scene and I was driving home it was like 11.30 always right when that happened so I listened to the audio for that section about seven times not as serious as yours I fear Bane let's not stand on ceremony here Mr. Wayne Victory has defeated you. Uh, 
Theatricality and deception. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. But we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? Members of the League of Shadows. And you betrayed us. Yes. You were excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. I am the League of Shadows. I am here to fulfill Razagul's destiny. Like a younger man, there's nothing held back. It's admirable, but mistaken. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. <laughs> the shadows betray you because they belong to me. I will show you where I have made my home whilst preparing to bring justice. Then I will break you. Your precious armory, gratefully accepted. We will need it. Ah, yes! I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit? Oh, your buddy! And I just remember sitting there in the car being like, this is so clean. It's and so, so cool. good. It's so it's so riveting. Yeah. Because it's just like it's these two just behemoths going at each other, and and Batman getting his he's ass getting destroyed, <laughs> and how Bane is like toying. It's like a cat toying with a mouse. Yeah. Like it's fantastic. It's so good, and I love. As far as the movie as a whole, that's my favorite scene, but as far as the movie as a whole, it wraps up the trilogy so perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people complain about the ending, and I think it's just them being like, oh, like we don't want Batman to end. It's like, well, this Batman, this version of Batman, this is the end. Like, yeah, we're, we're, Bruce Wayne is done with Batman. Like, no more Christian Bale Batman. Like, yeah, And I like Christian it that Bale. way. Yeah. I don't want to see any more of that Batman. As good as they are, yeah. that series is done. You know, it's fantastic. the same way we'll never get uh, we'll never get the Adam West Batman back again because that's like yeah. Well, now that we're done know. jerking off, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. X Men so Days good. of Future Past. We've said all the things there is to say about yeah. how much it's love it's it's yeah. That movie's really good. It's do you do know. you have a way that you're leaning between the two? 
I don't know. Because I've, I've, I've laid out all my chips as far as what I think about them. If, yeah. you, if, if I need to use a lifeline, I will use one. I don't know. I mean, I will say, I think Days of Future Past, not counting Logan, because I think it's it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. I think it might be my favorite X-Men movie from the X-Men series. Not counting Logan. Oof. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I I, think it's uh, my favorite. uh, I'm with you, I think. Because I I just love that it has... Because... It brings in all the great parts of all the other ones. Yeah. Because we get Hugh Jackman doing his thing. We get uh, the older Magneto and Xavier, the younger Magneto and Xavier. You are correct. That great, is, it, great it, it, use of like the like that opening scene where they're fighting the Sentinels. Like fantastic. teamwork, superhero teamwork. That well, how well that's done, which is such a crucial part of the X Men. It, it's, and like the 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 history, like the fact that it's in the seventies, and Peter Dinklage, and it's just there's so many good things about that movie. Um, of that series as a whole, I'd say Logan's my favorite. But again, those the separate the the solo Wolverine movies are kind of their own thing, right? Uh, but as far as like filmmaking goes, just as a film. Dark Knight Rises is is more well made, and I think I'd I'd say just as a film, Dark Knight Rises is a better movie. So are we gonna put in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, great. I, I, I can agree to that. It could come back. Uh, yeah, as we know. Yeah, because I remember I was I I I think I might have cried a little when I saw Dark Knight Rises the first time. I think I can't remember. I I think I know I got tear like. There's, there's a lot of movies that I've cried in. I got so. misty-eyed. Nothing will beat um, how misty-eyed I got at the beginning of Deathly Hallows Part 2 and at the end of Deathly Hallows Part uh, 2. Yeah. Nothing will beat how many tears were yeah. shed in that, that. I think the biggest movie I've cried at, at least in recent memory, is La La Land. I wept at the end of La La Land. La La Land is very weepable. I wept. I will give that to you. I did not. You didn't, but, you didn't like La La Land? No, I love La oh, okay. I love La La Land. Yeah. I, no, I, I wept. did not weep, but it was one of the most perfect movie yeah, yeah, theater yeah. moments at the end. Just mm-hmm. like like the catching your breath at the end. Yeah. No, I wept at that, and I wept at. Uh, have you seen About Time? Yeah. <sighs> that movie Tear-jerker. wrecked me. It wrecked me. I had to go home and kiss my dad on the cheek when I saw that movie. Oh, man. It that was. Movie. It's so good. What a fantastic concept for a film. Yeah. Yeah. The, the listeners, if you have not seen About Time, starring Domhnall Gleeson. And Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Watch it. Well worth it. Have some tissues prepared and enjoy the ride because it's amazing. Here we go. A death gauntlet is about to get thrown down. Here we go. Spider-Man versus Batman begins. Two origins. Two Two, superheroes meet. Yeah, two of the biggest biggest origins. I mean, arguably, after Superman, Spider-Man and Batman are the two biggest superheroes in existence. Yeah, I don't like Superman. Uh, <laughs> well, but no, I I know I know there's contention. Know, I, I, there was nothing factual about what I said. But or, yeah, you can't argue that this is a, this is actually like a, like a fact that I don't know how they determined it. But after the cross, the Christian cross, the Superman, Superman symbol is, is the most recognizable symbol in the world after the cross. Wow, which is crazy. Like and that's soon, how soon influential. Soon it'll all be passed by the McDonald's M. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> or yeah, the yeah. Apple, the Apple logo. The Apple logo. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of not wealthy people out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, true. that's true. But, but uh, who knows how far technology will go? That's true. 
I like it. Uh, Spider-Man vs. Batman Begins. It'd be really, really hard for me to let go of Batman Begins. However... Yeah. Well, I think this is a case... Well, honestly, both of their sequels are better than the Lair Freshener. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> It's, a, it's opening up like it's, an alien. It's, Air freshener yeah. just sprayed. I was like, what is going it's, on? It's on a timer. That so looks like an egg from alien. It totally does. It, it, I never thought about that. But it, it literally totally is going to pop out and throw something down, an egg down. Welcome to our home. Yeah, oh my gosh. I, you, that's, I was literally thinking the same thing. Both sequels the, are better than the, the original. The sequels are better than the originals. And I think... But if we're going to disregard the sequels for this matchup, which we should... Um... Just as they stand by themselves, I think Batman Begins should win. You know, it's the eight seed versus the one seed. The one seed is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have to like let go of my love for Batman Begins, but if you want to go Batman Begins, then I want to go Batman Begins. No, I think... I want to put it in right now. I want to go Batman Begins, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because the first Spider-Man movie, while kind of the perfect adaptation of... Peter Parker's, or, like, of him becoming Spider-Man. Like, yeah. the death of Uncle Ben, him being a wrestler at first, and then him confronting the dude. Yep. It's so perfect. Uh, but that's another movie that's very dated. The yep. effects are kind of rough. And I'm also not a fan... I mean, this kind of... Uh, I'm not a fan of the design of Green Goblin, of his costume. Yeah, it's a little lame. It's very lame. And it's... it's Very comic cookie. Right, but in a bad way. Yeah, like you know? bad green comic color. But think about it, though. You have Willem Dafoe, who already has such a striking, goblin-esque face. Mm-hmm. And you're going to cover it with a helmet? Like, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a crime. You're right about that. I've never thought about that. Yeah, I, I even as a kid, I was like, Green Goblin looks stupid. Because yeah, that's, that's how I talked when I was a it's kid. It's a very action figure. <laughs> oh, it total. looks like it's like literally like one of those things where they threw the action figure in the tub, and when you mix it with water, mm-hmm. it turns life size. It like insta grows, yeah. and yeah, it insta grows yeah, yeah. into a full blown. Yeah, and what makes it all the more disappointing, more painful though, is there are behind the scenes footage of an early animatronics test of a, like a an articulated green goblin face and it looks it looks like an orc from lord of the rings oh. with like pointy ears and big eyes and they're doing the facial expressions it's all animatronic but it's on a guy's head so he's moving around while the animatronics are moving too yeah. and it looks awesome it looks so cool yeah and instead they're like yeah let's just do the helmet and the which I predict the one of the reasons they chose to do that was that it'd be easier to animate because yeah. a lot of the fights with between the two of them, Green Goblin is fully animated, so they were probably like, eh, it'd be easier to animate him if he's just in a suit, a, a suit that looks kind of Iron Manish. Yeah, which you know for the for the time that makes sense. But I hope that if and when they bring back Green Goblin into the movies, mm-hmm. that they make him look more like a goblin and not. A guy in a Power Rangers suit. In a plastic suit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, but Batman yeah, Begins, I, I'm surprised it won. The number one seed has fallen. Our first our first fallen number one seed. Really? Wow. The mighty have fallen. Dang. Bracket buster. But, yo, let's talk about how good Batman Begins is, though. Batman Begins is tremendous. We're going to have so lots good. of opportunities, though, because yeah. it's about to fight another one in a minute. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, so good. 
This one's gonna be tough, though. This one is an interesting study of two extremely opposite films. Uh, the four seed, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and a 12 seed, The Watchmen. Ooh, this is... Watchmen, a... not The Watchmen. Yeah, The Watchmen. Um, I, I am a staunch defender of The Watchmen movie. Yes, me as well. Uh, me as well. And I, I understand why people don't like it. Uh-huh. Because it's got Zack Schneider's fingerprints all over it. Um, yep. It's very much a Zack Schneider movie. But I think it's... It's it's kind of the best adaptation we could have hoped for of the book. Yeah. Like... Besides people not liking the ending. Yeah, but the ending... You mean about the squid? Yeah. Take, taking out the squid? Yeah. I actually think it was smart to change it. Uh-huh. Because the squid wouldn't have really made any much sense. Remind me of the comic book ending again. I, I in have the, it. In the comic book... I can actually show you because I've got it right here. It's literally at my apartment as well. The ending is that Ozymandias, or Ozymandias, however you pronounce it, had been hiring a bunch of like special effects artists and like creature designers and architects to build a giant fake... Squid. Like, octopus squid monster that he then teleports into the heart of New York City... And just teleporting this giant fake creature, somehow, it just destroys most of Manhattan. But, in a movie, that wouldn't really have worked. Play, right. it, yeah, it re and, and also, in the book, there's a bunch of subtle references to the artists that he hired, and like these weird secret dealings that were going down. Mm -hmm. And that just would have bogged down the movie even more. Because it's a really long movie. Already, yeah. And you you got to be willing to like run the marathon if you're going to watch, especially the extended cut. Have you ever watched the extended cut? No, I've never dared to dare. Yeah, you should check it out. Because it does have it? it does yeah I'd I'd because some of the added scenes are really cool. Um, there's one really good added scene with uh, Hollis Mason, the first Night Owl, right? Where he gets attacked by a bunch of thugs and yes. he like fights them off. And it's really cool because, like, while he's fighting him, it flashes to him in the old costume. Yes, Hollis Mason, Jesus. <laughs> All this time you've had my number and you wait until our sunset years to use it? Well, it seemed like a special occasion, Sal. What? The TV is reporting there's a tenement fire last night. There were trapped people rescued by airship. And uh, they say the pilot was uh, dressed like an owl. And it seems he had a sexy woman with him. Lori? My daughter, Lori? <laughs> I can't get over Lori back in costume. Maybe she'll finally thank me for getting her started in the first place. You know, Sal, from the sound of your voice, you're sounding younger than ever. Oh, why bless you, Hollis. But that's probably just senility. <laughs> Well, it's been great talking to you, Sal. But, uh, someone's knocking. Well, don't get too misty-eyed thinking about old times. <laughs> hmm. You take care now, Hollis. Oh, you too. Bye. Bye. We're looking for Mr. Owl? Yeah. Hold your horses. Mr. Owl! 
Should have stayed retired, Al. It's it's really it's a really neat, and it it, it utilizes uh, the slow motion Snyder vision to good effect. The Snyder vision is is tremendous mm -hmm. when it's utilized right. Yeah. And terrible in Sucker Punch, but yeah, well, almost everything about Sucker Punch is terrible. I would, I would argue everything about Sucker Punch. Yeah. I don't think I could think of one thing about Sucker Punch that I liked. Uh, Oscar Isaac is in it. He is. He's the he's like the sleazy guy with the mustache. He like owns the brothel or whatever. Oh yeah. It was like one of his first parts. I would like to say visual. I would say visually, at times things are happening in Sucker Punch that I'm just like, that's extremely. Well, cool. yeah. If you watch the trailer, the trailer for that movie was so cool. It's fantastic. Also, oh, the there's giant a dragon. Samurai there's, yeah, there's samurais holding machine guns and robot trains. And... I need to get out. I'm gonna escape from here. There's armed guards everywhere. And if you find out, we're dead. We're already dead. You're afraid. Don't be. To reach your own paradise. Just let go. What you're imagining right now, you control this world. What are you looking for? A way out. I'm going to help you to be free. You will need to find five items. The first is a map. Then fire, then a knife, and a key. The fifth thing is a mystery. Begin your journey. It will set you free. Nazi missions, schoolgirls with samurai swords. It just looked—it looked so wacky and cool, but then it didn't make any sense. And then it was just like a fart, mm -hmm. just a fart of a movie. Yeah, but we could also talk for days about Zack Snyder as a director. But yeah, Watchmen though, I think the casting is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, the the I mean the opening credits sequence. Everyone can agree that the opening credits, the times there are a change in montage. Fantastic. Also the so first good. scene with the comedian, I think is pretty. Mm -hmm. pretty yeah, you have to say is pretty good. I don't think that's argued. I think the one. The one issue with that scene is that they kind of telegraphed by sh by showing his silhouette. It looked a little bit too much like Matthew Good, mm. so it was like a little too obvious. Actually, on casting, Matthew Good, he's a, he's a good actor and he he did the part really well, but I feel like someone else could have done that part a little better. It's not as much of a hook as you want it to be. Right. It's very forgettable. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of wish someone like Michael Fassbender could have played. I, Adrian Matthew Feed. Good is too Patrick Wilson-y for me. Yeah. It's like, for, yeah, they it's are like, too it's, similar. It's, it's, it's yeah. like you can have one vanilla, but you can't have two vanilla. Yeah, You have totally. to have one that's like an, uh, just a different and flavor. And he's... Because in the book, uh, Adrian, he's he's he looks like a blonde Superman. Like, he looks like a Nazi propaganda ad. Right. Like he's got the big, broad chin. He's like the most handsome guy in the world. And Matthew Good's a good-looking dude, but he, he looks a little too weaselly. 
Like very weaselly. He, he looks like thin and and kind of just wiry. Yeah, like you can so, tell he's fast. Like right. I'm, I'm a fast guy. Yeah, so he kind of looks like a bad guy. So it kind of telegraphs the ending in that way. I mean, spoiler alert for Watchmen, but yeah. we already gave a spoiler alert at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, it, Watchmen is a marathon, but I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I think the the changes that were made were were so. We're good changes for the versus most part. Versus Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, we can talk about GOTG. I are you? So I assume you're leaning towards Watchmen. Well, I don't know because if we're going by if we're going by which one I'd rather sit down and watch right now, uh-huh. I'd choose Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. But mo- mainly That's because only it's one element of it. Yeah. Mainly sure. because it's shorter and it's lighter and it's more fun. Yeah. Uh, it's like a bag of like puff Cheetos. It's about it's like a box of cheese balls. Like of yeah, course I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, and not it's stop. it's like a box of cheese balls compared to Watchmen, which is like a four course meal, <laughs> twelve course meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first six course, like like every course in between, you're like, I'll eat this to like get to the next. Part. Yeah, it's like grandma's <laughs> Thanksgiving feast, and she's like making you eat every yeah, dish. That's and true. It's like, oh, grandma, this is delicious, but please. <laughs> Uh, one thing I'll say about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is I think uh, and I actually didn't realize this until I watched the Honest trailer for it Uh is that there's kind of too much humor in it Mm. like they kind it's it's weird like there are too many scenes if you watch the Honest trailer they point this out there are too many scenes where the characters are laughing at what's happening like they're kind of commenting on like how funny this is like the scene where rocket is making fun of Taserface's name yeah and then all the ravagers are like <laughs> and how drax is constantly laughing at mantis and stuff yeah 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 it's just there's a little there're few too many jokes to like break up the story and they're not done to as they're not done with as much finesse as they were in the first movie mm. um and like a good example of that is in the opening scene where they're fighting the the abelisk, the monster, right? And Groot's dancing. There's the scene where Drax falls and Groot freezes, like he did at the end of the first movie, right? And then he look, Drax looks away, and then he looks back and he freezes again. And it's like Drax is in the middle of a fight, and Drax is a warrior through and through, so he wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for him to stop just to see if Groot's dancing. Yeah. And that was merely just a callback to, hey, remember that joke from the first movie? Didn't like that moment. Yeah, and like there were moment. there were a few too many moments like that in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But it didn't it didn't harm the movie overall cuz I yeah. still thought the 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 arcs, the stuff with Yondu and Ego was great and the fact that they um they fleshed out Nebula and uh, Gamora's relationship and mm-hmm. made them made them a little bit gave Rocket a really cool arc. Yeah, Mantis was an interesting character. I do think they made they. I wish they would have made Star Lord a little goofier because I think they turned him too much into like the hot dashing hero. He's he's not as goofy. He's not as funny as you want him to be. Right. It's, it's definitely something that leaves you wanting more. It's because Chris Pratt is now the hot action star. So he can't really be we as goofy as We wanted a little he... more Andy from The Office. Yeah, exactly. Like, even, like, his facial hair was, like, too... 
had like he looked too good and he was yeah he wasn't as much of a goofball as I wanted him to be definitely definitely I kept thinking that too I kept thinking mm-hmm. I want him to be funnier because um, part of the reason he was so good was he felt like an everyman hero he felt like a John McClane or an Indiana Jones but in very. but in the in the second one he felt too much like Captain America he's um but he was but. His through line and his arc with Kurt Russell and that whole thing, I like. I really did have an appreciation for. Yeah. I love the point where he's like, you "Killed my mom." Yeah. Oh, like, that's a great. It's scene. a great. Mm-hmm. That is like a really good payoff for yeah. the fact that like I wasn't necessarily loving all the like the Kurt Russell explaining mm-hmm. the song. Like I wasn't loving that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. What is it, son? My friends. Oh well, you see, that's. The mortal in you, Peter. Yes. We are beyond such things. Yes. Now. But my mother. You said you loved my mother. And that I did. My river lily, who knew all the words to every song that came over the radio. I returned to Earth to see her three times. And I knew if I returned a fourth, I'd never leave. The expansion, reason for my very existence would be over. So we did what I had to do. But it broke my heart to put that tumor in her head. What? No, no, all right. I know that sounds bad. Um, I think uh, for this one, I gotta say Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but I could go either way on it. You could push me either way. If you, I'm okay going, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to go whichever way you want to go because it's right. honestly a toss up for me. Right. Well, I think. I think we should go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay. Just because Watchmen is so divisive. Yeah. And so like, it's 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 a good it's a it's a piece of and hated by some. Oh yeah. Hate. Some people despise it, it's... especially big. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the graphic novel, but some people who love the graphic novel are like, oh, it's the worst. Next up, Iron Man. At number three versus Batman Returns at six. Uh, this one's hard for me because I still haven't seen Batman Returns. So, my, of course, my my main reaction would be Iron Man should win. Iron Man should win. Uh huh. Plain and simple. That that's kind of how I feel. It the f- is the MCU. Right. It is the MCU. So, if we're gonna give X Men. And these early superhero movies credit for starting off a kind of new era of movies in general. You have to give Iron Man a lot of credit for expanding it and mm-hmm. saying what's possible. And and who knows, Wonder Woman, we could look back and, and say this similar if, if all of a sudden now studios are considering investing big money in these female mm-hmm. superhero movies. Yeah. Similarly, though, Iron Man gave the two thumbs up to every studio that... Basically, any superhero is fair game. Yeah. You can... It does not have to be one of the three. Yeah. Not many people... Not Outside of comics fans, not many people were super familiar with Iron Man. And it was a global phenomenon. Yeah. Global hit. Started off... And, and he's then, been in yeah. all the movies since. Yeah. So, 
I'm fine with penciling in Iron Man and moving on. I, yeah. And I love Batman Returns. I think it's great. I think it'll always be one of those movies that is a, a cultural reference and yeah, all those things yeah. because of how iconic it yeah, is. Yeah, because like I've never seen it, but I know enough about it that I can like talk about it. That's crazy to me that you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. I know. I've been wanting and it's on Hulu, so I'm gonna watch it it's soon. It's fantastic. But I just I just it's creepy. It's I've great. seen I've seen so much of it from like it coming on TV and being like, yeah. oh, it's halfway through, but I'll still sit and watch yeah. it for half an hour or an hour. But I just never watched it from credits to credits. For sure. Last one of this round, X2, X-Men United, which is a 7 seed versus Age of Ultron, the 2 seed. This is easy for me, yeah. it's X2. Yeah, I think it should go to X2 as well. Because Age of Ultron, I really love Age of Ultron, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's overstuffed. It's to to steal a, a comment from Red Letter Media because they did a review on this that we watched not that long ago. Is it? It's like eating a giant cheeseburger. Watching Age of Ultron is like eating a giant cheeseburger where you're you're taking bites out of it and you're like, this is delicious. I love it. Yeah. But the more you eat it, the more you're just like, okay, oh, this is too much. This is a, too big of a cheeseburger. And. Because there's just so, so many characters, so much going on. They're trying to set up all the stuff that's that comes after it. Yeah. In the MCU, so it's just it's a little messy. And Ultron could have been done a lot better. Particularly his his personality and his appearance. I think the look of Ultron despised. Mm -hmm. Do not, especially in watching it again. My first reaction to Age of Ultron in the theater wasn't terrible. It's mm -hmm. it's how it's how it declines every time I watch it after. Right. I also I still like the movie. I think it's very good. I just Ultron is such a miss of a mm -hmm. of a villain portrayal. The last act is so much mm -hmm. like a whole like city. It's crazy. It's kind of like the only thing you can do after like the New York thing. I, I yeah. get it kind of, but yeah. it's so crazy. Quicksilver and uh Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch are just really forced in, mm -hmm. I feel. They didn't need to be there at and, all. Yeah, it's just like, it, overstuffed is the best way to put it, and I really think that Ultron, like CGI Ultron, was just... Mm -hmm. There was just there was no next level to it at all. Yeah. So he, he yeah he just I did love the vision stuff though. I actually really loved. Yeah, vision's vision great. Um, He's one of the new and uh, just a single scene the uh, the Hulkbuster fight. Fantastic. Is, is it's like it's like that movie's equivalent to the Bane Batman fight. All right, everybody, stand down. You listen to me? That little witch is messing with your mind. You're stronger than her. You're smarter than her. You're Bruce Banner. Yeah. Right, right, right. Don't mention Puny Banner. Okay. Give me a hand.
sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Uh, but... But yeah, the, my biggest issue with the Ultron appearance is his face. Uh-huh, the cheeks. The, yeah, or just the fact that his mouth moves and his eye moves. Because they, I feel like they were like, oh, we want to make him, his face move just like Jason Spade, or James Spader's. Yeah. And it's like, no, you didn't need to do that. It would have been so much more interesting if he would have just been a, a solid death mask that didn't move at all. Or, if anything, just had the lower jaw go up and down, like a skull almost. Because in the comics, he's always just been this, like, scary, solid face, mm -hmm. and just the voice emanates from him. Yeah. And that would have been... Because they could have kept... James Spader was a great choice to do the voice, and even making him slightly snarky was okay because he was part of Tony, Tony Stark. Right. But having the moving face, it just came... It just... It ended up turning into just like this bland silver person that was walking around. Yeah. Rather than this imposing android. Like, because you look at like Darth Vader or Boba Fett, like... They've they, their faces don't move at all, but they're terrifying. I think it. I think they also didn't want to fall into what was a huge critique of Bane, which a lot of people really did I not guess. like. Except they they felt like Bane was. But I feel like that's a little that's a little different though, because he's a person. Right, he's a human person. But you can. I mean, you're you're emoting no matter what. Yeah, yeah but but if it's a. Like, no flesh, just to, like, a like Darth Vader. Darth yeah. Vader's, mo like, yes, he is a person, but he's mostly cyborg. He's mostly more He could have had a very man. intimidating, scary sort of thing. Do you want to chime in? Yes. The thing with Ultron is that if they wanted his mouth to move, they should have just waited till the very end of the movie. Because there's this whole plot about how he wants to become more human. So he just started out as more of a death mask for way longer, hmm. and then at the very end when he shows up with his army, he's because then then he's like all swole and big, and he looks really goofy, and he doesn't need to look like that. Yeah. But if he comes back and he's sleek, and his mouth moves now, and it's kind of. Yeah, maybe if he looked a little bit more like the Vision in that right. point. Right. If he maybe. started looking more like the Vision, because he's trying to claw his way towards humanity. Yeah. And Age of Ultron is just called Age of Pinocchio. Exactly. Yeah, becoming yeah. a real boy. Becoming Got a real boy. Things. But that's like his whole thing. So I wish that yeah. if they really needed him to have his mouth move, he didn't have his mouth move till the very last scene. Yeah. Anna Kate dropping knowledge yeah. on the pod. Heck yeah! Welcome to the dropping knowledge. Dropping knowledge. Uh, yeah. No, I I I agree with that totally. Well, that's, that's a really great point. Yeah, I just think in general us cuz in like all the cartoons that's what they've done. They've just kept his face solid state. Right. Maybe his jaw moves just a little bit. Yeah. But that's all you need cuz Ultron he's just a he's he's just a robot that wants to kill all humans. And that you don't need to make him look more human to do that. For sure. But right. if, to do that at the end would have been great. But anyway, yeah, X-Men 2 X-Men 2 wins. Frankly, Captain America's Civil War is a better Avengers 2 than Avengers 2 was. Yeah, it was, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. I mean, it, you, you, I think you need Avengers 2 in a lot of ways to get to Captain America's Civil course, War. Of course, yeah. But it's, it's a placeholder that makes a lot of that's sense. That's the other thing about Age of Ultron, is they set up Wakanda. They set up uh, a bit of the Civil War stuff. They set up Ragnarok a little bit. It's all about setting up future stuff. And Hulk disappears at the end. Anyway, X-Men 2 beats Age of Ultron. Fantastic.
All right, thanks for listening. Only one more left, part four, and then we're done. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we got another podcast coming out very soon. That's not Ultimate Bracket, so give that a listen. And thanks for listening, as always. Thanks to Michael Reap. Thanks to Anna Kate for giving us for dropping some knowledge. And uh, we'll see you for part four of the the final the final installment of Ultimate Bracket Superhero Movie Edition. Stefan, hit him with those sweet sweet tunes. Mm-hmm.